Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And Adam has seen something. Oh, I was so close to seeing it the other day and then I couldn't. What is it? What is it? Tell me what it is. What were you going to see? Bohemian Rhapsody, starring Mr. Robot. That's I, Yes, that is his name. Uh, he changed it. Um, which, it, really, that's not any crazier than, like, The Rock being able to say yeah. that, like, it, the Scorpion King starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, yeah. I've pointed out kind of the audacity when they do that with pro wrestlers, because he doesn't really, you know, like... Give the eyebrow to people, like you know, give them give the them leg elbow. drops. Yeah. yeah, like, but if I if somebody would have said when Back to the Future came out, oh, it stars Alex P. Keaton, they'd just be like, no, no, that Michael J. Fox, you mean, right? Right. Whatever. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Just okay. Saying. So first of all, did you find uh, what is what Malik? What is his name? It's it is a it is an unusual yes. name. That that that's the last I can't remember the first name to say. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Yes. Uh he looks to be a a reasonable facsimile of Freddie Mercury. Sasha Baron Cohen evidently also is crazy. Well, he was the one that was attached to it yeah. when the film started production almost 8 years ago. And I have heard that whole Queen story with Sasha Baron Cohen. And it's fascinating. I can I can imagine that he would be, I don't want to say difficult to work with because I don't want to, but evidently he had a very different idea of what he wanted this movie to be. And mm-hmm. Queen, the band, had a specific idea of what they wanted the movie to be. And as they are Queen, like the movie's not, the movie's not called Queen, but it's, yeah, it's pretty close if to being the Queen movie. Right. Um, I guess they parted ways because, yeah. well, I guess they, they could always make the stand that, hey, we're queen. True that. But I th- I want to say that I s- maybe there's footage or something of Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury. Well, you I mean, know? He, he looks it's, it's crazy how, ridiculously. How he looks like yeah. But I think ultimately the fact, and he's an actor, like actors can take on different roles. He is very heavily associated with Borat, um, Diology, like, I think that would have messed with people accepting him as Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, and like I said, I didn't, he didn't, I, I can't compare the two movies because they didn't make one with him and one with Mr. Ro- well, they did make one with Mr. Robot. But I don't have the comparison. I think ultimately that would have drawn a line for a lot of people. I'm thinking it's possibly a good call. But at the end of the day, we'll also never. When Tom Selleck was supposed to be Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford ended up being, I can't tell you how his Indiana Jones turns out because we never got to see that one. But in in that breath, I I think ultimately the Harrison Ford Indiana Jones turned out just fine. Ramy Malik. There you go. I'm assuming it's Ramy R A M I. That's how I'd pronounce it. Okay, I'm gonna but go if you with don't that. have a phonetic spelling like next to that name, do not. Um, Ramai. Yeah, I'll go with Ramy Malik. I like that. Okay, that'll work. So, uh, this starts when chronologically? Um, re- not not necessarily at the inception of of their lives, but um, when the former. Well, I get they weren't called Queen at that point, yes. but when the the bandmates uh, had just lost their lead singer, mm-hmm. whenever they encounter. 
uh, Freddie Mercury, that's basically where the movie starts mm-hmm. at this point. And it ends at Live Aid? Uh, you get to see not quite the entire performance, but I'd say 60% of it. Like a, a pretty good chunk of it. it and, it's basically the climax of the movie. And because Queen is associated with it, is it Freddie Mercury singing and they're playing? Is it the old original stuff or is it a redone and maybe Rami Malek sings? What's the deal? Um, I would I would have to look like further into the making of the film. Uh, if not, you know that. If not, he is the greatest okay. Freddie Mercury impersonator. <laughs> I have ever heard. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm even Googling it now. Uh, at, were you and bored? I mean, no. Um, the, the film ultimately suffers from what a lot of biopics suffer from. Um, you are covering essentially about a 15-year period of, of time. Mm-hmm. And I think you take for granted in a lot of biopics the relationships that people have, like in the movie. Like, if this is the individual that they fell in love with, if this is the the proposed main villain. Because they're based on real people and they assume that people going in... If you're watching Bohemian Rhapsody, chances are you like Queen. So, like, I don't have to, I don't have to force feed you or explain to you who this person is, who this person is, who that person is. Um... When the first time you saw Star Wars, they made sure that they explained what the Force was to you. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't just go in assuming, ah, eh, they know what the Force is. And narratively, I think it messes with the films because it jumps around so much. Like, you get the high points in the life, but you don't get to build to those in a way that a movie that isn't based on real events does. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, if, like, if the movie had just been about, like, them coming back together for the Live Aid performance, mm-hmm. I think narrative... See, they never actually broke up, is the thing. Well... They, but the movie portrays it that they did. Uh, the, uh, they never actually broke up. And I know some of the timing is off for the story. Well... But, yeah, they never actually broke up. I, I also accept... That you're going to do different things in films, like yes. narrative, because it's not a documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to know about the real life of the individual, read an autobiography, watch a documentary, like go to museums if you want like actuality. Mm-hmm. Film at the end of the day, like has to tell a story. And if 20th Century Fox is putting up the money for it, and they're like, okay, well, we need to be. Uh, we need to tell the true story. They're probably like, no, 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 no. You need to make a movie that moves along at a brisk pace, <laughs> like fits into like basically a two-hour window and puts people in the seats. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you have to do. I don't care what you base it on. Like now, that's you. I think Freddie's calling. Probably. <laughs> I was looking up the whole voice thing, and I had read this about Freddie Mercury quite some time ago, and I, I feel the need to repeat it, and uh, I'll just kind of repeat it. There was an actual academic study of Freddie Mercury's voice because it is so extraordinary. He wasn't. It, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It is, it is very uh, distinguishable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd say maybe the the next most distinct the uh, lead singer of Journey like the two of those voices like you can't just plug someone else in 
to to those two bands in the position of the right. lead singer without them just going that's not that's not that song unless you can find someone in the philippines because then that you can. evidently that can guy, do a oh, wow okay so I, he made me stop not stop believing <laughs> freddie mercury's voice four octaves and he has vocal control where he created subharmonics that are usually associated with tuvan throat singing have you ever heard the throat singing? Because no, it's kind of weird. Okay, but I, but I believe and that's everything before, that you're saying. That's before the vibrato, and the study said that Freddie Mercury could perform the tremolo at a higher speed than most singers. He could change the rate, and that trembling sound on held notes that you hear opera singers pull off manifested in a very unique way in Freddie Mercury. Now, here's the thing. They said, is it Rami Malek's voice? And the answer is yes and no. That doesn't really help me. Uh, it's an amalgamation of a few voices, is what Rami Malek says. So he is trying to do an impersonation of Freddie Mercury, but it's also Freddie Mercury's voice. So... In in the digital age, I think it's really it's like saying, was it all practical effects? Was it all digital effects? No, it, it it's a little bit of trick. And to think that somebody could easily imitate mm-hmm. that sound, like you you have uh, comedians that can do impressions mm-hmm. of people, and like they're they're usually reasonable facsimiles. Um, Freddie Mercury's voice, like even if uh, even if maybe you can kind of get some of his his mannerisms or like even his his vocal like sound mm-hmm. imitating that while he's singing I, i'm just gonna say that would that would be an oscar worthy oh, moment yeah. in and of itself so it to for them to say that it it isn't just all um him doing it, it it's a little bit of help from uh from freddie mm-hmm. i completely buy that mm-hmm now, IMDb, the those who have seen it are rating it 9.2 from uh, the critics are eh on it. They're not panning it, but they're not going, oh, the best movie ever. But the audience seems to be rating it in the 90s. Yes. The the audience seems to be satisfied. The film the film works a lot. There are moments that I don't find honest, and like I said, I, I think that has something to do with it being a biopic, and then just assuming you understand this relationship with this person, so that when you get those defining moments in that person's life, like de- however they're portraying them in there, they haven't necessarily honestly reached where where they should be if it had been a, a regular film. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm just creating a love story between these two fictional characters, like I don't assume that you know anything about them. And I, I think that's the problem with the movie is they assume that, you know, too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with, with uh, I, I know I talk about them a lot. Superhero films, you get that origin story. Right. Like, and I, I think they cheat you with a lot of this. It's like not explaining how Spider-Man can shoot webs. Mm hmm. And that is the that that I think is the problem that the critics are having with it. Now, Mr. Robot's performance as Freddie Mercury, I will guarantee you, not one of them has an issue with that. He is one of the strongest point. I'd say he's the second strongest point in the film besides its remarkable soundtrack. 
mm-hmm. which again, if you're going to be based on uh, a band or a singer and you don't have a remarkable soundtrack, <laughs> why are you, why did you base a movie on that? Like uh, Rocket Man is coming out sometime, I think, next year. It's based on Elton John. I was going to say, is it about Elton John? Um, so who's going to play Elton John? It's the uh, it's the guy from uh, Kingsman. Mr. Rogers? No. Mr. The the Kingsman guy. Oh, whose that name guy. Is, okay. Taron Ed, Ed, Edgar, Edgar. The guy Ted. that wasn't in Bridget Jones' Diary but is in The Kingsman. Yes. 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 Okay. There you go. All right. I'll buy that. <laughs> All right. Colin Firth is not playing yes. Elton John. Just... But the, the younger guy. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. That guy. Okay. Huh. Interesting. And I, I think the some of the weaknesses for the film um are kind of buoyed by the fact that like the the music is kinetic. Like oh, yeah. when you get to those moments where they're singing or like you start create where they start kind of showing the genesis point for the songs or at least what they're purporting is the way the song Which is was what created. I want to see. Those are the best moments in the movie. Okay. Do they do Don't Stop Me Now? I think just about all of their and, and when I say significant hits like <sighs> Queen's got a whole I, I mean they they've got what like it's a three volume greatest hits am I right about there is it just two? A lot. I'm saying there's a lot of stuff. Did they laugh all the way through the Flash soundtrack? Oh, Flash. I, I actually oh. don't think Flash is, yeah. I, I was is covered not, in it. I was not thrilled with that. <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> I love that song. Like, I love, uh, what is it? Um, Princes of the Universe. Oh. <laughs> like, I, they, I, I was not the, the critic of things that I was when I was introduced to them. So, like, I can look back on them with a large degree of nostalgia. And like, I remember the first time I saw Flash Gordon, and I'm going to tell you right now, I love that song. If they played, <laughs> they played that song in my funeral, I wouldn't Flash, be mad about uh-huh. it. He saved every one of them. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's wonderful. Like, Queen's, so you feel a- Queen's worst that, stuff. Like some people feel about Prince's uh, Bat Dance. I love Bat Dance. Oh, okay. Anyway. Listen, I understand understand where I was when that movie like came like I consumed every okay. inch of Batman. Like I was a kid that was born into Super Friends and like when I saw Superman the movie in 1989's Batman, I was in. Mm-hmm. I I have tattoos of Batman and Superman on my right and left biceps. Like that's how much of an impression those films made on me. Like, to this day, nearly 30, 40 years later, like, I will still sing you their praises. And I listened to that Batman soundtrack. That's how I met Prince, okay? Was the Batman soundtrack. Okay, so, for those who are unfamiliar with Queen, and there are those, this will be a great way to find out how awesome they are. Yeah. Yeah. I will never forget... It was a proud parental moment when Jenna just told me how she had to go off on someone who said they hated Queen. And she was like, what? And then she said, well, I don't know any of your songs, but they sound stupid, so I hate them. And so then Jenna schooled her at school. You already know one. It's We Will Rock You. You hear it all the time, idiot implied. At every frigging sporting event ever. You hear it. At chess events, they play <laughs> We Will Rock You or We Are the Champions. And it was all part of how I brainwashed my children. Uh, Linda Ronstadt made a very beautiful lullaby CD when I guess she adopted her first child. And 
it is lullaby versions of songs, one of which is We Will Rock You, which sounds ridiculous, but with Linda Ronstadt, it totally it works. Just, it works. And I just wanted certain songs to be just in their DNA, so every night as they slept. You are not going to get an inch of criticism by making sure that your kids knew who Queen, uh-huh. the Beatles, I'm going to go ahead and say Rolling Stones, yep. like... I'm going to say they probably had a quintessential musical, like they they probably have what's the equivalent of a doctorate (laughs) in it. And I I don't think I'm exaggerating here. (laughs) Like there are things you want like your kids to know. And there's, with me, it was was film. Like I I wanted to be able to re-experience a lot of movies that Mm -hmm. I had seen as a child that I can't experience newly anymore because I've seen them 4,000 times. But... I can see the way that they react to them the first time that they see them. Or I'm like, this is Ron Howard. This is Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg. This is George Lucas. I am so happy when, even when we're watching cartoons, they'll go, oh, that's so-and-so. And he does the voice for this, 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 and this. And it's like, yes. If I've done nothing right, <laughs> I have done that. And that just makes me so proud because they are all about speaking up for the voice artists, especially with cartoons. Yeah. Because as kids that you see mostly cartoons, it's like, it's not just a cartoon. And you, there's an actor there. Unbeknownst to a lot of kids, sometimes you're hearing the same person Mm -hmm. over and over and over. You, if they're really good at their job, you probably don't know it until later in life. Since Jenna was, I think, nine, she would tell you her favorite actor is Mel Blanc. Now, I don't know how many nine-year-olds would say that, but she made I, me I super know, happy. I know one that would. <laughs> yeah. I'm raising my hand. It's a podcast. She can't yeah. see it. So uh, I really do love that, and I love that they love Queen. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people who don't know Queen's music probably won't go to the movie. But perhaps this is just going to make them talked about more. And have people go, oh, I really should listen to this incredible music. I'm telling you, if if Mamma Mia can be a musical based Twice. around um, the music of ABBA. Why isn't there a Queen musical? That's what I, I'm just put. I, I'm saying it doesn't even it doesn't have to be about the life of Freddie Mercury. But if mm-hmm. you somehow want to tie those songs into a musical, oh, I will be there with bells on. Holy cow. Now, did they discuss his relationship with, I forgot the woman's name, but he had a very unusual relationship yes. with yes. That is this That woman. is touched upon on mm-hmm. the movie. I think he left her everything, right? Um, they, don't, they don't go into that mm-hmm. in the film. I, I, I believe you are, you are correct in that, but mm-hmm. the film does not go into depth uh, concerning that. So it's, I mean, that's a whole very interesting relationship thing going on, so... Anyway, and Freddie was what forty two when he died. He Something was like that forty five, maybe okay. like right around that. Right? I think it was ninety one, maybe ninety two. It was it was early nineties. I know that it was uh, horrible. Anyway, yeah. um, Freddie Freddie Mercury is extraordinary, and so Bohemian Rhapsody. That is on my list of things to see. There, There is a cameo that I want to discuss. However, like, I don't want to... Re- is it Freddie Mercury? No. No, that would that would be something. <laughs> is it Elvis? Um, Prince. Well, let me say this. If, if you do not want to have it ruined, like, we can either do this at the very end mm-hmm. of this podcast... So is it that Bill can, Murray? No. That, oh. Oh, that would also be something. Wouldn't I, it? Because he makes great cameos. Um, 
it's they show it during the the opening credits. You see that this actor is going to be in there, and I was unaware of it going into the movie till I saw it, and I was like, "That's perfect." And it's somebody that's very heavily associated with the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Do, okay. Do, can I, I, I? I don't think you're going to say Constantine. No, but I'm okay. If you don't want anything ruined, stop listening. Right now, I I, I, do, I don't want to ruin the cameo, and it's 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 a great one. So ten, nine, ah, ah, eight, is seven, it who I think six, it is? five, four, three, two, one. Michael Myers and it's Dana- Mike Myers. Yes, <laughs> Mike Myers plays one of the executives uh, for RCI, mm-hmm. and he is basically just tearing apart Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> he is telling him how it will not work as a song, and he's like, listen, you want a song that those kids can headbang to, all right? And I'm going to tell you right now, because I'm the one that would know this. No one is ever going to be headbanging to that song. And I'm just like... That's, oh, that's having, beautiful. Having Mike Myers be the one to shred Bohemian Rhapsody, who... 20- was that in the trailer? That, no, I, I don't think so. But was that the executive in the trailer? He is the executive. Okay. I don't know that they they you don't he doesn't look like Mike Myers. He doesn't right. even look like Austin Powers. He doesn't look like like Wayne Campbell either. He's very made up in this. But it's Mike Myers. Oh, that's beautiful. And listening to very Mike satisfying. Listening to Mike Myers just shred apart Bohemian Rhapsody, who not twenty five years ago, or roundabouts, like whenever Wayne's World came out, I would say to a certain degree, rejuvenated some of the popularity of that song. Like, when I talk about the first Wayne's World, mm-hmm. what is the first scene that comes to your mind? The best scene, the Bohemian Rhapsody, and the second best would be Foxy Lady. I, and I'm just saying, like, I didn't even, like, when they announced this movie, I did not consider that he could have a part in it in some way. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that's just ironic. Yeah, that was not lost on the people that made this movie. Like, just him just being like, Queen, you, Queen, you think you know this, you think you know that. Bohemian Rhapsody will not work on radio. And I'm just like, oh, this is, oh, this is beautiful. This uh, is just, this is wonderful. I will never forget. Oh, I have so many memories of that song. But one involves an argument with one of my sister's friends who came home for the weekend from college. And... I'm talking like 15 years older than me. And I was a young kid when this came out. And she's saying, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, that's done by, you know, like there are 10 people singing on that song. It's like, no, it's four. Oh, you're mistaken. You don't know. You're just a kid. It's like, it's four. And I laid her out who is in Queen and how it's only four. And then it ended as most arguments ended in the house. It's like, um... Just go with it, because Jane's usually right on everything. Just this is a this is a good chance. It's like when people like defy me saying something about a film, and they just, yeah. like usually someone will chime in and just be like, "Listen, I don't know the answer to this, but a hundred and two percent of the time, Adam's usually right about this. Like, if you have a movie question on who wants to be a millionaire, he needs to be your phone a friend. Mm-hmm. Like." There's a thousand percent chance he will get it correct. That's, <laughs> this is the guy you want. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's definitely right, but chances are that he is. Yeah. So I that really stuck in my head so much so. Okay, and I'll tell you the other one, sure. Johnny Gutierrez, because I'm still ticked off. So I had this probably AM radio on my bike 
because I had to have music everywhere. And it took forever to get any station to come in to make it remotely listenable. Which which uh, today's youth does not I know. understand. You know, I've got this this white square thing on the handlebars with two knobs, and I was in front of my house, and I could hear Bohemian Rhapsody, and there's Johnny Gutierrez, who I go to school with, and he lives on the other side of the block. And the first thing, what? What's that? Is that a radio? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude. What? What have you done? I was listening to Bohemian Rhapsody, not knowing at the time if I just waited two hours, I'd hear it again. It's like, I... Yeah, I not understanding the innards of, of radio <laughs> no. and the workings of top 20s and it was what like have you. It had just been played for me by divine providence, clearly, and he messed it up. Oh, oh, sorry. And I never got it back, and then the song was over. I mean, he didn't take my radio. But you did get to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody again. Yes. Okay. A All right. Well, good, good, times. good, good. But just that one time, not at band camp. You know, sometimes if you're hungry enough, like that bologna sandwich can taste ever so sweet. I'm just going to throw this out here. I like bologna and peanut butter. Yes, I do. Together or yes, separately? I, yes, or together. I like... I'm going to be honest, like in, in my nearly 40 years on this earth, I've never tried that. And I've tried a lot of weird combinations of foods. Yes, you have. And I've been a part of that. Bologna and peanut butter. A lot butter. of them were bets uh, yeah. from you. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Okay, so Bohemian Rhapsody, entertaining film, go see it. Definitely get the soundtrack. Um, if you don't already own uh, Queen's Volume 1 and 2 Greatest Hits, like, and if you don't, like, um, I, I really question your life, your life decisions. <laughs> um, the, the one other thing I do want to comment on about this movie, uh, Brian Singer is listed as the director, but was fired... From the film, isn't he X Men guy? That yes, Usual Suspects, X Men, uh, Jack the Giant Slayer. Um, I think that those are uh, Valkyrie, um, Apt Pupil. He he's done a lot of interesting films, not the mm-hmm. least of which like was were his contributions to the X Men movies. Um, there has got to be something more going on there than Twentieth Century Fox is saying. Mm-hmm. It had to be completed by somebody else after the Thanksgiving break. He evidently just stopped showing up. I want to know, like, I don't know if there's going to, like, a making of documentary on the DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever, or, you know, 15 years down the line that they, but I I want to know that because it's not like a director to just sh- quit showing up when there's two weeks of principal photography left mm-hmm. on your movie. He still gets the the directing credit on the film, but apparently one of the uh, executive producers, I think it's a Fleischer, I can't remember his first name, mm-hmm. um, finished the movie for him. Interesting. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to know, I want to know what's going mm-hmm. on there. I don't know. All right, so that's it. Bohemian Rhapsody is good, and it will rock you. And if it doesn't, the music certainly will. <laughs> and isn't it this week that we get some Harry Potterage? It's it's November, I know, but I want to say it's weekend 14, 15, after next. 16? I think I think it's mid-November. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think. I think you're right. I may be. Okay. So what's next week? What else do you have to see? 
Um, oh, wait a minute. There was, oh, yes. Okay. I wanted to make you suffer oh. through the oh. Nutcracker. Cra- I knew well. it. I knew it when I saw the preview. Because the critics and the audience seem to hate it. And yet the children keep wanting to see it. And I said, look, it, it, it clearly is awful. Audiences hate it. Critics hate it. Like, <laughs> those are the only two people. It's got that golden compass feel to it where it looks like it could be so good. And, and it, yet Disney Disney poured some money into this. And I like I really don't understand like when they do like okay, John Carter. They poured I loved that movie. They poured a obscene okay, I didn't love it. I really liked it. Obscene amounts of like the the amount of money that they poured into like Force Awakens mm-hmm. kind of money into that. I, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy John Carter in some way, but like when you're pouring that kind of money into a project, like you better be certain that you're going to get some kind of a return on it. Mm-hmm. And like there aren't like John Carter uh, fan events. Like I don't see people dressed as John Carter um, show up at Comic Cons ever. Um, like sure, Edgar Rice Burroughs conventions. Yeah. Yeah. They have those? Uh, no, they're not things. No. Hmm. That's I they now I can't say they've never had one. Like maybe they had one back in like nineteen eleven when <laughs> he was still like producing yeah. new material. The cons were big then. Now and granted, you've got things like Avatar taking like significant amounts out of the books that John Carter is based on. Um you've got George Lucas pulling from a lot of stuff in the books that John Carter is based on. But People haven't read those books like they have seen Star Wars or Avatar. So whenever you have a movie that comes out after all of this, it just looks like it is copying Star Wars and Avatar. Even Mm -hmm. though technically, if you're looking at it, they took it from John Carter. Mm -hmm. All right. John Carter is not in... Bohemian Rhapsody. No, but uh, possibly were. in the sequel. Yes, possibly. I believe when he so. becomes the lead singer of Queen. <laughs> all right. Uh, I do still want to see it because I could just listen to Queen all day. I'd like to be Queen for a day and listen to Queen for a day. Both at the same time. So I look forward to your next review of Potential Suckage. Uh, <laughs> I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm probably... Adam Cravens.